<laughs> That's a good sign. I sound a bit ringy. That's kind of distracting me slightly. Yeah, there we go. Morning, everyone. Hi, I'm Phil. It's very, very nice to be here this morning. My privilege to talk to you and to teach from the Word of God. Um, did you know there's two kinds of people in this world? Those who build with foundations and those who build without foundations. Actually, actually there's, there's, ten pe- there's ten kinds of people. Are you ready for some maths jokes? There's ten kinds of people in this world. Those who understand binary and those that don't. <laughs> actually, no, there's not. There's three kinds of people in this world. Those who are good at maths and those that aren't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, no, there actually are two kinds of people in this world. Uh, those who build on the rock, well, as Matthew says, those who build on the rock and those who build on the sand. Uh, as Luke says in our reading today, those who build with foundations and those who build without foundations. So, we today are in Luke 6. We've been going through Luke and um, we're looking at Jesus' teachings. This is a part of his a big sermon that he did. It's called the Sermon on the Plain. So we're in Luke 6. If you want to turn to it in your Bibles or your Bible apps. Luke 6, 46 to 49. The wise and the foolish builders. Why do you call me Lord, Lord? Or I should say, Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say. As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they're like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house, but it could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who builds a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed, and its destruction was complete. All right. Dear Lord Jesus, I pray that you would speak through me this morning. Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, come. Speak to us this morning. Show us something new from your word, I pray. Amen. So Jesus often talks in parables, as I'm sure you're aware, um, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter, and um, they tend to show us truth. The the reason he does it, it's a a guy called G.V. Jones, who's an old theologian. He says that parables, they tell us two truths. They tell us a bit about who we are and what we're like, and they tell us about God, who he is and what he's like. So this is one of his parables Okay, and it starts with a very, very strong statement. Verse 46. Why do you call me Lord and then you don't do what I'm telling you to do? It's quite blunt. And, and um, let's just stop there for a moment. Do you need to hear that this morning? Why do you call him Lord and then you don't do what he says? I, I certainly need to hear that this morning. I find that very, very challenging. It really is that simple, but it also really is that hard. It's really hard. It's really hard to do that, right? And that's why Jesus teaches on these things, because he knows what we're like. He knows our fallen nature. He both knows how simple it is. All you've got to do is do what I tell you to do. And yet we know that that's in practice. That's very hard. So we're going to have a little bit of a look at that this morning. 
Um, and we know that these parables are true today as they were back then. There's always a, a context for a parable, but it also applies to us today because human nature doesn't change. It really doesn't. Fashion changes, technology changes, information technology changes, whatever you want to talk about. But in those 2,000 years since he told this story, human nature really hasn't changed that much. So, how do we build foundations? Well, foundations are all about digging down, right, rather than, than building up. Foundations are all about digging down. And digging down is really hard. Digging down is really hard. Um, so I used to work uh, on a show. I'm a, a TV cameraman by trade, and um, uh, back in the early noughties, I worked on a show called Help My House Is Falling Down with Sarah Beanie. No, no relation to these guys, but... Um, <laughs> and essentially, the idea of the show was people had bought a house uh, that they thought was amazing, and then they bought it, and then it's falling down. Help My House Is Falling Down. So Sarah would come in and would help them to stop their house from falling down, and, and, and that would happen. We have a nice happy ending at the end. And with every single one of the episodes that I did, it was always one of two things that was causing this house to fall down. It was either foundational, whether it was subsidence, or it was someone who'd built, and there was a bit of clay that was starting to go away, um, or it was water damage, whether it's rain that was coming in, or rain that was coming up, with damp and things like that, or rain that was inside already from the pipes that were, were not working. So it's always, 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 always foundations and storms, essentially. Um, and yes, I was going to give you one example, that's right. So this one house, really beautiful house, and, and a, a part of the wall was, was falling away. And the only reason that it was falling away was this one little gutter that was leaking. But it had been leaking for about 15 years. So it was leaking down the wall, and the wall was getting wet, and then it was starting to affect the ground below it. Honestly, one leaky gutter can make a house fall down. I found that fascinating. And there's a real spiritual truth there, right? I hope uh, we, we, maybe we need to have a look at our, our gutters this morning and see where they're leaking. So foundations and water. So I've got two houses here, um, and they both look the same, don't they? And this is kind of one of the most important parts of this story, I think, is, is that when you look at the, the, the two houses that Jesus is talking about, if you look at them, they look the same. So how do we find out whether one's got foundations and one hasn't? The only way you can, the only way you can find out is you have to wait for the storm. It's when the storms come that you find out whether your foundations are solid. So, uh, Charles is going to provide the storm. Oh, here it comes. Ooh, getting wet. Here we go. Okay, and the wind, and it's windy. And which one is going to fall? Oh, and that one. That one. That one fell down. There we go. All right, there's my little limb. We could bring back the storm now. Oh, I quite like that. I get, I get, I feel all cosy when there's a storm outside. I quite like it. Anyway, thank you, thank you, Charles. That's wonderful. So, as we can see, one house fell. I know it's getting a little bit close to the three pigs, isn't it? But I couldn't make it rain in here, so I went with, I went with wind because there's wind with storms, right? So, why did this one stay up? Oh, there's a couple of Bibles under there. There we go. There's an amplified Bible. 
and a big New Living Translation Bible. So that house was built on the Word of God. There you go. Amen. Absolutely. So, if you are not in a storm right now in your life, now's the time to have a look at those foundations. Right now. Just like builders, you have to wait until it's not raining before they can do work on a house. We too should use the good weather to build our foundations. Because you never know when those, those storms are going to strike. And the message, the message translation, which Rachel showed me, says it very well. Um, again, I find this very challenging. It says, but if you use, sorry, if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life, you're like a stupid carpenter who built a house but skipped the foundation. Isn't that great? That's such a, it kind of brings life to that, that meaning, that, um, that passage so well. If you only use Jesus' teachings in Bible studies and not in your life, you will discover, but only when the storms come, that those foundations are not in place. And we all have a tendency to let things slip. I think we all, as Christians, those of us who are Christians are here this morning, we, we do build on the Word of God, but we have a tendency to, to want to do things fast, want quick results, all of those kinds of things. And we can be tempted to to build on, on other things. We can build on a job. You can start looking at your job as the one thing that you're building your life upon. And then what happens when you retire? You know, you real crisis of, of who you are, you're going to hit a storm then. Or what happens if you get made redundant? Or what happens when COVID hits? Or a parent... Or just the wisdoms of this world. There's so many other competing wisdoms about what is the right thing to do. We can start to dim culture. Or money. We can start to look to money as our, our foundation. That's the thing that we look to for our security. That's partly why giving as, as a Christian is, is so important. Because it helps us to, to get our hearts right in terms of where we're looking to for our, for our salvation and our security. A church, you can, you can build your foundations on a church without having foundations on the teachings of Jesus. And then what happens when that, that church disbands or you move house or somebody lets you down? It, it, it happens. Or a partner, that's another thing that is not permanent. And all of these things are very good things, very good things. But they, should be, they shouldn't be foundational. They should be extras on top of Jesus' teachings and the rock that is God, digging down to that rock. We all do it. We all have a tendency to do that. Because all of those other things, they, they don't last forever. They're all temporary. However much you think a storm isn't going to hit, it probably is going to hit at some point. And the only thing... That is forever, is the word of God. That is the only thing that will last forever and ever and ever, amen. And we're going to be with him in heaven, get to talk to him about that. And that kind of segues into uh, what we should build 
our house on, the word of God. He is the only foundation that will weather the storm. However, that house that didn't fall down, it did get very wet. It did get very buffeted. Um, and I think there's something to t- touch on here. As I think sometimes this parable, can, um, we can misread it. And we think it says, as Christians, when we have our faith in Jesus, we need to dance around in the rain like everything's fine. And I don't think that's true. I think as Christians, when we go through those storms, we're going to get wet. We're going to get buffeted. It doesn't say, act like it's not raining. Yeah, that's called Stoicism. That's a, the Stoics were people from, from Greece. And their philosophy was that if you stand strong and you, you grit your teeth, you can do anything. And that's not what the Bible tells us to do. We're expected to find things hard. We really are. Don't be tempted to project a Facebook image of yourself in hard times either. I think it's important as a community to show other people if you're having a hard time. Partly because then you can get some support and some help. And partly because it's really unhelpful to other people. Because the other people who are also uh, raising teens, for example, start thinking, oh, maybe it's just me that finds raising teens really hard. Yeah? It's important to show. And it's actually an amazing witness. It really is. In fact, Ruth, in her talk yesterday um, at, the, at the women's breakfast, she talked about this. And she shared some of her story and, and encouraged other people on all the other tables to share their stories about storms that they'd been through and how they looked to Jesus for their foundation, for their foundational support and for their comfort. And that's how, it, in, in, Ruth was saying, that's how you find peace in this world, by looking to Jesus. And there are so many storms. I was going to go through a few of the storms, but I thought I'd just talk about, uh, uh, probably about a couple of mine, because we all know what our own storms are, and there's some big ones. Um, So one of my my kind of biggest storm, I guess, um, was when I, some of you know this story, but some of you don't. We had in between Evan and Lenny, we had a daughter, and she died. She was stillborn. And it was one of the hardest, hardest things I've ever, ever done to have to go through. And it was a real, uh, a real storm. And uh, I got very wet, and I got very buffeted, as did Rachel, and as did our, our two sons. Um, it's really hard. And the other thing about storms, I think, is that you start to... You can question, you can question God a lot, and you can ask him why this is happening. And um, I think also that is a healthy thing, and a thing that you, uh, you, can, you can expect to go through. When you go through storms, you're going to question your faith. And it, that's okay, God's big enough for your questions and your uh, screaming and shouting, in my case, when my daughter died. That's all right. And that's what the book of Job is about. There's a whole section of the Old Testament called the, the wisdom books with Ecclesiastes and, and Job um, and Proverbs. And the entire book of Job, which is actually the oldest book in the whole of the Bible, it's all about a man dealing with a storm. 
or a massive storm, actually, in his case, and how he comes to terms with it. Um, and it took, it took a while. It took a while to get through that storm. Um, but my foundation is still, still here. I mean, it did feel like the house was completely razed <laughs> to the ground, and we had to rebuild. And sometimes things like that, I mean, death is a big one, isn't it? If, you, if you've lost a parent or anyone in, in your family, you really do start to uh, uh, reevaluate everything. And it feels like stuff has been taken down. And it, and it might be that you've got, I don't know, if we're taking the analogy a bit further, maybe you've got a side extension, a side return, or a, or, or a loft conversion that wasn't built on the promises of God. And that storm's going to come and it's going to wipe it away and bring you back down to what really ought to be there on the rock of God. And you can start building again. So, where are we going with next? Now, I did a bit of a change to this this morning. So, the other thing that kind of got me through my storm, my big storm, and, and, and I'd love to share because it will help you in your storms, is, um, I, I don't know why she died, and I kind of gave up thinking about that question. Because where I got to um, was that I would look to Jesus, the Jesus who tells this story, and he went through some storms too. Some literal ones, he was in a boat with his disciples and nearly died and got the storm to be, to, to be quiet. Oh, Lord, I wish I could do that with some of my storms, right? But what did Jesus do in his biggest, his biggest storm, which was having to go to the cross? He knew he had to do it. And he was in Gethsemane, wasn't he? And what did he pray? With great anguish, sweating blood, Luke 22. It says, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. So he too questioned his father. He was like, oh God, do I really have to do this? Do I really have to do this? And he's working it through and he's working it through. And he gets to a point where he says, okay, I'll, I'll do what you want me to do. And I just want to pray that for all of us this morning, really. That we would get that very first that very first statement why do you call me lord and don't tell uh, sorry and don't do what i tell you to do it, it's it sounds like quite a blunt and kind of forceful statement it kind of is but it's it's something that we need to to use as a foundation it's there because he loves us it's there because he wants the best for us it's there because he's our loving heavenly father who wants us to be able to weather the storms. So we need to build on that rock. We need to build on the teachings of Jesus. And there are so many teachings of Jesus to, to build on. Um, I just thought I'd share a couple uh, of those foundations, as it were. So there's a couple. Um, I've been spending a lot of time in... So Proverbs 3, uh, 5 and 6, it says... Trust in the Lord with all your heart 
and lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. This is one of Nev's favorite verses. I don't know if you know, he often tells me this one when we, when we meet. And I just, I just love that so much. Don't trust in your own understanding. Trust in the Lord. And I do feel this morning, um, as I was preparing, I think, I think sometimes when a storm hits, we want to, to control things. We want to take things, control of things ourselves. Like, no, God, I'm not, tr- I'm not trusting you with this. Um, I'm going I'm to look after me now. And if that's you this morning, if you've got to a stage where you're, you're no longer trusting God and you think that he won't be there for you, um, I just want to encourage you and say... I, I, very gracefully and gently, you're wrong. God is there for you. I love the words, uh, the, the song this morning. It says, in, in, uh, my, in uh, my lighthouse, in my wrestling, I might get a bit emotional about this because it's the word of God and I love it. In my wrestling and in my doubts, in my failures, you won't walk out. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. In the silence, you won't let go. In the questions, your truth will hold. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. Whoa. You are the peace in my troubled sea. There we go. So, guys, just, just be encouraged this morning. You're here this morning, right? That's part of building foundations. So, well done. And just keep building on the word of God. And when those storms hit, because you don't know when they're going to hit, trust in God. Build on the rock that is him. In his word right here that we share every week, that we share in our community groups. And this week, as you, as you live your life, so as it says in that, in that message translation, not just Bible studies, but in your life, just um, as you step on the train for your commute, Heavenly Father, I just remember you this morning. Hallowed be your name. We lift up the name of Jesus. Just little things like that. Just keep the Holy Spirit. Keep walking in step with the Holy Spirit. And um, your house will stay standing. Amen. So why don't the band come up? We're going to worship now. I think we're going to break, break bread. I can't say that. Break bread as well. Um, and if you are going through any storms at the moment, we're here, we're here to, to be with you and to pray with you. It's not wrong to struggle with these things. It's not wrong to struggle with doubts about whether God is really there for you, but it is wrong to struggle alone. We should share those things with our friends and, and we can get support and help. And that's another reason why we meet together on a Sunday, to get support from each other. So let's, uh, I'm going to feel a bit more as Raph comes up. Should we stand and I'll I'll finish with a prayer? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I'll show you what they're like. They're like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. And when that flood came, 
and the torrent struck that house. It could not shake it because it was well built. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this parable. I thank you for this teaching. I thank you that you told this parable from a place of being a human on this earth who knew what storms really were. I ask for your Holy Spirit to come now. Holy Spirit, would you come now? Minister to us. Help us to lay foundations. Help us to weather those storms. Help us to put our trust again in you, the rock of our salvation. Help us to put our feet on you again. Help us to pray again to you as our Father, because you will not let us down. Amen.